Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the heroes ventured to Northwall, but they were met halfway by a trio of enigmatic riders hunting a pack of the undead. Opting for safety in numbers, they journeyed together and caught the zombie horde at a nearby farmhouse. A skirmish outside and a scream inside had our heroes' hearts racing. What terrors lurk within this unhappy home? Find out now. Episode 19. Woohoo! Wow, 19. Yeah. How's everybody feeling about episode 19 or episode 18? Well, it was fun kicking some zombie ass. Yeah. yeah. You did a little bit of that. A little bit of that. A little bit of this. Uh, yeah. So you guys uh, ended up at the Twilight Vigil uh, compound um, outside of a small town called Crowsbury. And. Uh, you uh, had a little altercation with some zombies, ogre zombies, I should say. That That's yeah. a lot Always more fun. impressive. We made short work of them. And just be clear, this Twilight Vigil is not like a group of fans <laughs> of really bad vampire fiction. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, that I started to think about that yeah. after uh, I came up with the name, and then I, it almost ruined it for me. Do we have me, to take so. sides, Team Jacob? Or team- <laughs> no. <laughs> No, uh no no this is uh okay. they are uh kind of uh charged with uh tracking down supernatural creatures the undead that's that's See, their deal the undead connection mm. yeah so that's that's what they're doing here um because there's a lot of uh undead in this area and you know maybe you can ask them about that uh if they're still alive that is mm. um so you had this battle outside you had some traveling companions, um, Steg, Haldrick, and Lassa. Lassa. Yeah, you had a thing going with Lassa there for a little bit. Oh, that's why we got distracted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were sense. tired. I was ready Hungry to go, and, but yeah. 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 Uh, you passed through the town of Crowsbury, you know, trying to f- track this group. Um, and uh, so you ended up here. Had a big battle. Um, did anyone check to see what the other creatures were the other zombies normal zombies did anyone do a check or anything there were a couple of them that we attacked but i don't think i think we just were done and heard screams so we kind of yeah, yeah i think mid- the bodies hit the ground and um we keep i moving. probably would have just started running for the farmhouse yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah there were screams and uh sounded like uh it was maybe lassa uh i think that's what i said last time but um so I'll just tell you that uh, the other creatures you killed were were actually whites. They weren't zombies. So, oh, okay. Um, a little bit different. And, uh, and so you guys hear screams coming from this large farmhouse. Uh, is and the door open or? Yes, the door is open. Uh, there are bodies um, almost, you know, they all look like they were formerly undead. <laughs> now Excellent truly dead, dead. 
so you guys, uh, what are you going to do? Well, it has been a little bit. We had a little break there, but I was, I'm thinking that I was probably raging. Yes. I honestly don't remember, but I probably was. So I, I would just run I mean, straight to that door. Straight to the and door. And just go right in. All right. Sword flailing. <laughs> like normal. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, you go charging in uh, to this farmhouse. You climb up the steps. Uh, you're on the little porch. You uh, go inside the door. Uh, like I said, bodies uh, everywhere. You can follow a trail of bodies uh, into a main room. You get into this main room area. And there... Uh, you can hear the sounds of sobbing, someone crying, um, coming from down this long hallway. So there's no fighting. I, mean, I don't know if there's a map for so the, like the main room's empty or just yeah. Carnage? There are bodies, bodies there. Uh, yeah, okay. carnage, gore, um, but no fighting. Uh, I think I said last time that the sounds of fighting had pretty much died down inside, and you just heard a heard a scream. Okay. Yeah, I'll keep, I mean, I won't even break. Just keep going towards it. Okay. So you follow the trail of bodies back down this long hallway. Uh, there's a room at the end of the hallway. There are doors on either side, but there's a room at the end of the hallway uh, where the sound's coming from. And there's a pile of uh, bodies uh, right outside the door and kind of into the room um, heaped up there. All, you know, used to be undead. And uh, as you guys approach, you look into the room, you can see that there are people standing around a, a bed. They're kind of hanging around the edges of the room. Uh, you recognize uh, Steg, Haldrick. Uh, there are some new people there, some uh, children, younger people, all crowded into this room. And in the center, there's a bed. Uh, on the bed is a... Uh, very ruggedly distinguished looking older elf. Um, long gray hair, she'll say silver hair, uh, has been pulled away from his face. Um, he looks like he's maybe sleeping, but um, a closer inspection would reveal that there's plenty of blood. He has bite marks on his uh, neck and torso. Uh, you can see that his uh, his pants have been cut away on one leg, and he has uh, looks like a bandage on it. Um, but that is, you know, there are also newer wounds, you know, scrapes, bites on his leg uh, as well. And Lassa is kind of kneeling next to the bed, and she's the one that has is sobbing. Did we see him go into the building? Oh, I mean, he went to the building. I'm yeah. guessing. I just assumed you all. Were. I was kind of well, I'm following. You could all just chill out there. Everybody's chasing in. I guess. <laughs> no. Well, if you yeah. don't want to. No, Thora's definitely hey, going. I really don't want to be out here by myself with the undead. <laughs> just to... well, I'll clamber over the bodies and climb. You know, go into the room. All right. So you guys uh, try to squeeze your way into this room, um, and uh, you hear uh, Lassa. Uh, she's obviously you know, very upset. And she's like, you know, no father, not, not you two. Don't leave me. Don't oh, leave me. I'll go check the body. The elf. I'm going to squeeze in. Okay. So, uh, you go check the body. He is, uh, very dead. 
Uh, <laughs> nothing that you can do right now. Um, and uh, you enter the room, Bjorn, and you uh, instantly recognize this older elf um, as uh, someone you know as Helig the Hunter. And Helig uh, the Hunter also has another name, Helig Ghost Hand. Um, he's a member of the Verdant League, uh, one of their leaders. And uh, yeah, you you know this guy somewhat. Okay, I'm going to notice him. Helig! I'm going to run over there and like immediately like just lose my mind. Okay. What happened? Helig, wake up. Helig, you're strong. You got to wake up. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, he's bleeding out, right? Someone. He's not bring him up. Out. Yeah. Right, so the shadow has passed. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What happened? Um, so there's a, there's a large barrel chested man uh, standing in the group. Um, and he says, uh, it, it was the damnedest thing. You know, they came right for him, just ignored all of us. You know, we were cowering in another room down the hall and they just went right past us and, you know, came here and he, he put up a hell of a fight. He, he was a tough son of a gun, but um, there's nothing we could do. And they just let us chop him down. They were fixated on him. I've never seen anything like it. Why was he here? Why was he so far away from the forest? He's like, uh, you know, maybe now's not the time. And he reaches down and gently squeezes uh, Lassa's shoulder, and and uh, Lassa looks up and is like, "No, it's 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 fine. Just give me a few moments to clean him up." And this uh, you know barrel-chested man is like, uh, looks looks at her and and says, "You know we." We have to burn the body. You you know that. And she's Lassa replies, I, I know, I know, scores. Just give me a few moments with my father. Please, everyone. And uh so scores, the barrel chested man, um, he kind of starts ushering people out of the room. I'm going to go over to Lassa. Okay. And say he was like my father too. He gave me more knowledge than you can know. He was the mentor of my mentor. Who 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 was your mentor? It's Ansel. Ansel? Yes. Oh my, I I wish I would have known. I Yeah, yes, he he Ansel was a, a great friend of his and and I know the two of them were very close. We we should talk later. We should. I am sorry for your loss. He was a brave man. Yes, 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 he was. And so she goes back to kind of sobbing and um, scores is, you know, dragging people out of the room. Um, I'm going to kick some undead, just like their skulls <laughs> and stuff when I walk past. Nice. Well, yeah, Thor is going to start helping to drag bodies out of the house. Oh, nice. Um, so you guys, uh, reconvene in kind of the larger main room that you entered first, uh, scores, uh, he looks around, he, uh, he, he, you know, first he looks at you guys and he's like, and, and who are you anyway? That is a good question. I am Thora. I say, as I'm 
carrying the body and pulling the body out. Smiling, dragging yeah. a body. I like that. Um, I'm cool show. Anyone else? <laughs> I'm just quiet. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go outside. I yeah, need fresh breath. Fresh I'll air. turn away. All right. Uh, so he he looks at Steg and Steg is uh, Steg's like I, yeah, sorry scores uh, lost a uh, we ran into them on the road to Crowsbury and and Lassa thought it would be safer if we traveled together so um, that that's why they're here uh, just travelers I, I I guess and uh, he he just nods and and he assigns Steg and Haldrick he's like Haldrick take the children out to the barn. You know, get them out of here. Steg, organize the rest of the uh, uh, of the team to drag these bodies out. You know, I'm gonna, you know, talk to these folks. Thora's still smiling. Yes. <laughs> um, I I I see if any of the children want to carry Ajax uh, to the barn. Oh yeah, good idea. So uh, you uh, definitely, they seem eager. They seem excited to see a little little goat and you pull it out of your sling. And You know what makes the terror of an undead massacre a little better? It's a baby goat. It absolutely. <laughs> uh, baby goat helps in almost any circumstance. I, I can imagine. It's, it's just got to be, it's going to catch on. People Therapy are going to be goat. Yeah, yeah, taking goats cool. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you... Uh, you hand off the goat to uh, an, an older uh, boy who, uh, you know, cradles Ajax and the other kids follow uh, Haldrick out to the uh, barn. And now you're standing there with Scores Darkmane, leader of the Twilight Vigil. That is nice. So... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want these bodies to be pulled out or no? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to burn them. Yes, so I, I keep pulling the bodies. Oh, okay. Well, he assigned uh, Steg to do that, so the other team are... That's nice. Know. Okay, so you're going to keep working. You're a hard worker. Farm girl, right. I get it. Totally get it. Um, any, uh, what, is, what is everyone else doing? Kolshul is feeling a bit somber because, you know, the, the mood is really ruined now. Yeah, it is. God, I'm really good at that. I'm really what? good at wrecking the mood. Is it? I, I didn't notice. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I mean, Coming down from that rage high. A little bit, yeah. I mean, we have a lot more in common now that her dad is dead, but... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you should open with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't get into the Your friend dad's zone. dead. <laughs> my dad's dead. <laughs> uh, okay. So... Scores is, you know, he's he's uh, obviously has things to do and other things to think about. And he's like, is there is there something that I can do for you? Uh, no, not really. We were on our way to the the town whose name I certainly can't remember. Crowsbury. Crowsbury, that. Right. Yeah. Why are we going there? Just to rest? Um, because I believe we found that uh, we were going there because it changed its name. And oh, we had intentionally right. gone... North Wall. North Wall, because we found the NW. That's right. We were we were hunting down a potential another slaver or slavey or yeah cultist or something or another. Oh, we could ask scores about that. Yeah, you could. You could ask about lots of things. Do you happen to know of any uh, slavery traffic going on? 
Uh, he squinches his eyes at you. I mean, he's now really looking at you, and and he's like, it's odd that you would say that. Not really. <laughs> it's why we're here. <laughs> okay. He's like, so you're here tracking down slavers or slaves? Yes. It's kind of complicated. It's really the larger side quest than the, you know, this whole civil war thing. But uh, <laughs> yes, there's some crazy cultists and they're selling slaves and we're basically fixing it. You have your mission. We have ours. Yeah. yeah. Right, where do you stand in this whole, you know, civil war thing before we get too oh, geez, Don't ask. Everything's so polarized now. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's, he said he, he serves the, he tells you that he serves the crown, the royal family. His uh, his family's pact was with uh, started with Silhad, the king, a um, hundred and some years ago, and uh, he's bound. Uh, his family is bound to their family, so he serves the queen, Queen uh, Queen Dotia. Yep. Okay, good. Then we're um, on the same side. Yeah, and he he said that he sent some. Uh, he sent a team to uh, Thurin to talk to Scornsby because um, they they rely on the royal patronage mm-hmm. for their supplies and stuff because all they do is kind of patrol and, you know, kill zombies. Uh, and s- s- that that group never returned. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's not good. So he's, he's not happy about, you know... The change. The change mm-hmm. and Scornsby and all of that. And have you ever been attacked directly by the undead before not like this and sought out no no uh he he tells you that they they usually uh, we've never discovered them in a pack larger than you know three or four uh so this is uh, this is unprecedented Uh, we keep pretty good records (laughs) <laughs> on this sort of thing and uh that's little zombie like stencil is... on the side of your cabin here yeah yeah little okay. notches mm-hmm. uh so he he lets you know that this is unheard of mm. and what is the source of the undead around here um wow uh so that's a great question uh he could launch into an entire tale oh, of geez. uh North wall, the fortress, abridged, the mountain, abridged version, but yeah. and use the cliff dump. <laughs> yeah, I'll take my question back. That's okay. okay. Retract. Uh, no, he uh, he tells you that the the fortress uh, obviously disappeared uh, during the Mad King's War, a uh, hundred and some years ago, and uh, uh, ever since then, people, the people that were garrisoning this fortress, um, have appeared as undead, just kind of randomly throughout the area um and that's when uh king Salhad charged his family uh, his great 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 grandfather to uh you know stay here and and you know patrol and hunt the undead but we're still talking about like a finite number of people who were at the fort at some point, shouldn't you be done? And, you... and were there really ogres? Exactly. At the fort? Were there any ogres at the fort? Yeah, yes. You killed some ogres. We... Yeah. There were un... okay. No, no, there there were no ogres at the oh. fort. So this whole thing is So this is different. This These is very new. different. Um he's 
you know, he didn't know about the ogres, actually. He didn't see them because you guys killed them outside. Well, but. come look. I show yeah. you. Yeah, yeah well, they're sitting right there. Right, there. right exactly. Look <laughs> out here. the window right here, man. Come with me. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's really freaked out by this. And uh, he said the, the reason why this is so problematic is that something, something happened. I mean, obviously, a, an entire mountain disappeared. Uh, just poof, gone. And the undead started appearing. The former denizens of this fortress. And they just appear at random randomly in various places usually around the the breach as they call it where the mountain used used to to be be. um and he said you know that they are not your typical undead they can spread their uh this plague uh through a bite or even a scratch and that's why you know they are there to stop that Mm. That is no good. So I'm going to go gather gather my bolts from the undead outside, like kind of just all pithy. Yeah, and go to gumdrop. Sure lick them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh. Lick them off. Um, then go to gumdrop and get something <laughs> that's wrapped into a, a cloth. And I'm going to go back into the house and knock on the door. Oh, you're going to talk yeah. to Lasso? Okay. God, just. <laughs> I'm going to slowly go into the door. I'm sure she's having her moments there. I mean, it, it, it's been about 10, 15 minutes. It's nothing been that, um, right away. I'm just going to go take the cloth that I have here and put it on his chest and just unravel it and say, this is your father taught me how to make arrows. And this is the first arrow he made for me. He taught me how. I believe it goes back to him. And then I'm just going to kiss her on the forehead and leave. All right. And then now I'm done with it. I'm moving on. She she looks very, very touched. Uh, she takes his hand. She had been kind of cleaning up some of the blood and uh, had gotten him dressed. Uh, and uh, uh, she takes his hands and kind of places them over the arrow on his chest. And, um, you know, she seems very touched by that. Nods at you and kind of holding back some tears. Mm. Now I'm lock and loaded. <laughs> Thora, Thora, be, there's it wants you to know if I need if I say I need some time. Okay. Do not interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you still in the bathroom, Thora? <laughs> I will I come out time. when I am ready. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're talking about you. We asked about the slavers, and you said uh, the funny. We should ask why. Uh, why is that? You obviously knew something. Yeah, uh, it's Helig uh, usually patrols this area for. He has his own reasons why he's hangs around the breach. Um, you mean dead? Used yeah, to. Yeah, used to. <laughs> Jeez, so soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me get used to this new reality. Um, I'm trying to help you get used to it by accepting it. He's dead. The shadow has fled. Typical priest of Ilo there. Uh, so he, he's like, yes, yes, he's, he's gone now. He's been around so long. Um, I, I just, it's going to take a while to get used to it. Uh, he's been a good ally in our fight against the undead. Um, he's slavery. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, he's like, yes, yes. Uh, 
Helig was on one of his usual patrols, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, he, Like I said, he hangs around the breach. And uh, he uh, one day, uh, about a week ago, I would say, he shows up on our doorstep here, uh, covered in blood. He had an arrow in his side and one in his thigh hmm. and had crawled his way here from, you know, God's nowhere. And uh, he uh, passed out as soon as we got him settled into that room. Uh, so we couldn't ask him anything. Uh, but the arrows that we took from him were, were orcish arrows, uh, which is strange uh, for this area. Um, he, uh, Lhasa was scheduled to go on patrol a couple of days later, but, but that girl stayed by his side for two straight days and then decided to go on patrol, you know, as, as his we could tell his health was improving his his color returned the the wounds were healing and so she she left and uh when he woke he he had a strange tale to tell and it involved slaves in the mountains and i'm not talking about small numbers of slaves i'm guessing it's hundreds or more mm. why was he not with his league uh well the Verdant League I mean they're kind of solo yeah. dudes yeah. you know they do their own go thing in groups though they won't I mean very rarely will they if if they're running into that much trouble orcs I would imagine they'd be banded I would you know that might be a good question for Lassa mm -hmm. she might know more about why he was out there flying solo but yeah they're pretty reclusive I mean, bunch he can handle his own but yeah yeah he's a he's a tough tough old elf. So the the slavers that we uh, killed before, the, they were orcs. Yes. So there seems to be some sort of larger orc activity. Slavery ring. So the what else about this tale do you know that he that he said? I mean, where was he at? A day after Lhasa left, he he woke and uh, he got well enough that he wanted to write that, write it all down. He asked for parchment and, and ink, and he begged us uh, to take this report to uh, someone named Vito Fresk in Old Home. And, uh, you know, we just, we couldn't spare anyone at the time and I thought he would get better and, and eventually want to take care of it himself. Uh, so we held on to it. Yeah. Well, we recently met Vito Fresk. You heard about Vito Fresk? I thought we met him. I thought that was the guy. Uh, no, I think on a couple of bridge. Yeah, that guy was uh, Telford, and right. he said that he was supposed to report to Vito oh, Fresk. Oh, okay. So we got a couple of people uh, looking for Vito. Yeah, that are supposed to report to Vito. So maybe we need to go meet this Vito. I'm thinking so. Or we need to go up into the mountains and kill orcs and save slaves. Kill all the orcs. Or we need to go to Old Home and meet with Lady Fallingwater like we started out. That's <laughs> so long ago. So long ago. And this Vito. <laughs> and uh, I want to read this report. Okay. Uh, so he uh, he goes in, in into another room and he comes back and he has a uh, few pages of parchment and he 
hands it off to you. Uh, basically, to summarize, it it tells how he was in the uh, you know scouting around the breach, um, and he saw a large encampment of uh, what appeared to be slaves, uh, half elves, mm-hmm. halflings, humans, uh, being guarded by orcs. Um, and uh, he goes on to say that they were led off every day to the edge of the breach on the uh, west side of the breach. They were led off to a spot and they were had them working on some large earthen ramp that was leading right up to the edge of the, the chasm. And every day they would return back to their camp. Uh, and this happened for a while. And then uh, a group of humans arrived and uh, he went back to his, you know, little hiding spot, you know, at night. Um, uh, the humans made camp. And uh, uh, when he returned the next day to his vantage point to, to watch them, they were gone. Like everyone was gone. And he went to the work site on the edge of the breach and uh, no one was there. And so this group of, uh, he says it could have been, you know, it was definitely hundreds, could have been a thousand or more uh, slaves just disappeared. And he spent some time scouting around the edge of the breach. Um, and he finally returned to their camp and decided to go down into the camp itself. And uh, that's when he was shot uh, by some hidden archer somewhere. And he managed to scramble away into the rocks, hid out until night nightfall, and then crawled to the closest safety that he knew about. Is there any description of the uh, humans that arrived? Um, he uh, said that they they were wearing uh, red robes. Oh, yes. Okay. And is there indication how f- how far is this breach? Uh, it's actually only a few miles away where it's it starts. Yeah. You know what I am thinking? That we should go get a bed and sleep and rest <laughs> before we do anything else. How to endanger ourselves further? Okay, that that is reasonable, and I am kind of tired and hungry. All right. But perhaps we could set off in the morning and go check it out. We should discuss this a little further, my friend. Ugh. <laughs> he so wants to kill Paul some orcs. Like, talk, talk, talk. And you're going to risk being pulled into a different dimension with some sort of interdimensional slavery conspiracy that may or may not be related to the civil war going on when we could just complete our task and go to old home. My task <laughs> is to kill Larchwood. Okay. That's so, what is a lot of, so so that's why I'm here, but but we're being distracted. But we're, now we're talking about slavery and these priests. And, 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 and disappearances and undead reappearances. And uh, it seems like the barrier between this and whatever other world is kind of thin around here. We might want to not endanger ourselves. We don't, we can't help everyone yes but they might be making some sort of way for invaders to come through the breach very quietly 
I, I, so that the uh, Twilight Vigil people don't hear, I say, and you still have a talking coin in your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I need to have a conversation with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that won't be awkward this in front group of people. Is so weird. <laughs> well, I'm all for. Obviously, the orcs had something to do with Helig's death or started it. He was he wouldn't have just been picking on orcs just for the fun of it. So there's something behind that. So if this means that I can maybe just get a taste of vengeance for this death, I'm with you. You Gold need show. to let vengeance steep, my friend. I was mm. going to say, now we've got two people yes, that well, want vengeance I know, on this something. Is this, is is my, if this is how I grieve, then this is how I grieve. All right. Uh, so um, some time goes by while you guys are discussing that. Um, and uh, some of the uh, other people started uh, st- a little fire outside and are, are cooking uh, some some food. There's a nice stew out there. Will this fire be later used to, to, to take care of the bodies? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Make sure uh, you take your food from the right pile. They burn the bodies first and then the stew. Oh, and... Not that side, man. Come over here. <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, they have some food. You guys can get some food. Lassa comes out. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't want any food. I mean, she's obviously exhausted and just uh, a wreck. Um, but she comes over to you, Bjorn. Um, and she, uh, just says thank you. And, um, you know, my, my father had great things to say about Ansel. And, um, you know, I, I believe I've even heard him mention you as well. Um, he's been so wrapped up with this whole thing since Ansel's death. And I I thought he was over it, but you know, he's, he was a stubborn man. My heart is a bit broken, Lassa, because the last time I saw your father, it wasn't on good terms and I defied him and walked out. And so this hurts a little bit because I wish I would had something else to say to him and tell him much, how much I appreciated him. And Ansel, but Ansel's death just took me to a, a very dark place, and I had to leave. And no one was on my side, and I felt like he was—he uh, was holding me back from something. And uh, I was angry with him, and I, I regret that now. And I—I I, I have no way to say that I, I'm sorry. I'm—I'm I'm sure he would forgive you, uh, if you don't mind my asking. What—what what was he holding you back from? Well, as you know, Ansel was was killed by a, a group of, we were out on a, a midnight scout in, in the forest and we were attacked by drow. It just came upon a sudden like a cloud of darkness and Ansel saved me from being, being massacred by these, just the darkest souls that you ever know. And uh, I ran back, I was the only one alive. I ran back to the fort and I told them, and and none of them would help me. Was, they just let him die there. So I I told them that I was going to go out and find every drow that was responsible for them and kill them and make sure that they knew the pain that, that we knew. And so he wouldn't, he forbade me from doing so. And I grew up in the, the league. It's, he was my grandfather. He, he gave me so much wisdom. You have no idea. And then I... I couldn't take it, so my anger just took over me, 
and I left. It was about two years ago, and I never looked back. She she kind of smiles down at you now, and she, she she's like, ah, uh, uh, he was he was protecting you, my friend. He's he's always been obsessed with this with this area. Uh, first, it was because his little sister was, you know, lost when Northwall disappeared, and then he got it into his fool head that the drow, some renegade drow, uh, were behind, uh, you know, the disappearance of the fortress, and uh, he he's he, he believes or he believed that uh, this this renegade drow matriarch. Uh, was behind Ansel's death. I'm sure he was trying to protect you. Well, like your father, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> and then she smiles and kind of, kind of laughs and says, "I, I, I understand." Well, I'm uh, sorry for your loss. He was very dear to my heart, and uh, we will get vengeance for his death. Okay. So she. Uh, you know, you guys converse through the night, and she tells you that uh, that this this renegade drow uh, leads a, a, a house, um, you know, of drow that have kind of been plaguing the surface for you know a hundred years or more, and um, led by a uh, uh, someone named uh, Zuna Luzane. That's the information that. Uh, Helig has been working with for years trying to find this drow matriarch by that name. Um, so most of the drow, he believed most of the drow activity that, you know, happened on the surface was because of her, that the rest of the drow houses lived in the deep underdark and um, did not venture to the surface. Right. Um, so you get that information from her uh, as the evening progresses and you get some food in your bellies and... We need to else? find a place to sleep. Okay. Um, so uh, Scores tells you that, you know, he has... A lot of people went into town for the Baronote celebration. Uh, a lot of people are on patrol still. Uh, you know, the barn has been... Uh, you know, converted the upper level of the barn has been converted for, you know, sleeping. You know, if you don't feel comfortable sleeping in the house, you know, while it's getting cleaned up, you can sleep in the barn, but you can definitely stay here. I will sleep in the barn. All right. Yeah, that'd be a good spot. Okay, so you guys go and I was going to sleep in the house, but if everybody else is sleeping in the barn, <laughs> no, I guess. I'll sleep in the house. Let's okay. sleep in the house. All right. Okay. Yeah, sleep in the house. We'll, we'll just with, you know, sleep and I'll hear you speaking of vengeance in your dreams and yes. <laughs> and uh, me as well. Tossing and turning. Rage. Rage. <laughs> you may hear me talking to the coin at night. <laughs> oh, it's gotta be weird. Is it still I hope it's is it still in your in your pants? So well, you just talking to your pants? I, I pull it out when I oh, talk okay. to it. <laughs> <laughs> just whip it out. I, I walked in on Cole Show talking to the coin again. <laughs> It's a euphemism for something. Oh, no. But. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's why I'm sleeping in the house. <laughs> um, so, uh, you guys have learned a lot so far. Um, and I apologize again for the information overload, but, uh, you know, it's obviously building to something. And, 
You guys uh, have a lot to think about uh, as you're nodding off to sleep. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. I'm uh, going to seek to counsel Bjorn on his quest for vengeance. Okay. Mm, I will sharpen my sword. Okay. In my quest for vengeance. Nice. <laughs> I've given up hope on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me while I'm fresh, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so they, they burn the bodies and that's kind of the last activity before sleep, you know, before you guys go Fragrance to the barn. Of burning flesh. <laughs> For burning flesh. For night. And, uh, you know, uh, Helig, uh, looks very stately in his, uh, uh, Verdant League finery. I mean, he was a leader and so he had a slightly different outfit than, than most of them, you know, kind of, uh, symbols of his, uh, authority in the group. And they build a big pyre for him and everyone stands around and, you know, watch him go up and smoke. See, that's what you get for attracting attention. <laughs> Good don't, point. Don't wear fancy clothing. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Just. They you know, knew right where to come. Blend in. Yeah. Um, so you guys go to the barn and or house mm-hmm. and house. sleep. And uh, that night, uh, Thora, Run you. Uh oh. Um uh have a dream oh okay uh and it's your i forget your uh your patron's name fignola fignola uh fignola comes to you in this dream and she is uh kind of sitting under a large tree that has flowered and you know you can even smell it in your dream and it's the most uh lovely smell ever and it's beautiful and it's summer and you know, you just, you don't want to leave uh, and you feel so relaxed and she's there, but she's not alone. There's a uh, young, uh, uh, well, sort of preteen, 11 or 12, somewhere in that range, looking year old, uh, uh, young, young boy with a big mop of curly hair and the biggest brown eyes you've ever seen. And he's just smiling at you and and you just, you get the sense that you know or should know who this is. Um, and Fignola looks at you and, and says, you know, when the time is right, he will lead you. When the time is right. Okay. And so uh, when she says that, the, the boy smiles even bigger at you and you get this sense of peace and contentment wash over you and you get a great night's sleep and uh wake up the next day all right hey now i know to look for a curly hair boy right so um you guys all wake up the next day and uh maybe get some breakfast maybe talk to a coin again (laughs) Usually before dinner. Hello. Before, before Hello. bed. Are you there? Is the right. coin answering you? The coin did not answer you. Ah, no, okay. The coin does not answer. Yeah, doesn't it always answer? Um, so what are you guys doing? I would Breakfast? like to I would like to briefly talk to Lhasa. Okay. Uh so it's a, it's another, you know, hour or so before she finally uh wakes up. Uh, obviously had a rough night, uh, 
but she looks lovely to you. And uh, she comes walking out of the house and uh, everyone's kind of milling about doing some chores, still some cleanup to do after the, the battle. And uh, people seem to be very busy uh, working away. Some people are making breakfast and, and she kind of walks out and you can go up to her and talk to her. All right, I'll approach her. Okay. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Call um, call show. Yes, it is. I call show. <laughs> Such a ladies' man. He's got this down. Yeah, guys. he does. It's, it's good. Uh, I'm taking notes over here. <laughs> how how can I help you this morning? I, I I should say thank thank you for everything you did yesterday. We we shouldn't have just ran into the house, but I I knew, I knew my father was was in there and, and probably not in the best condition to fight. Um, so I, I apologize for that. Uh, no apologies needed, uh, lady. I was glad to be of service. Uh, thank you again. I, I am very sorry for your loss. I, I did not know, know your father or any of these organizations that you are part of, but uh, I just wanted to say that it seemed like he was a great fighter and he died well and... That is more than many can ask for. And if there's anything I could do for you, I, I would like to be of your service. Yes, yes, thank, thank you. He, he was a great man, and I have a lot to live up to. And our, our family has been through a lot of tragedy these last, you know, few dozen years. <laughs> yes, we, we all strive to uh, live up to those, the ideals of our fathers. When we can. Yes, I have, a, I have a lot of work to do in that area. That's that's for sure. Mm. As do I. Um, well, are, where are you traveling next? Uh, it depends on if I can coerce my companions and to follow me to the uh, uh, to this rift thing to you know, seek vengeance and kill slavers and orcs and things. Uh, other than that, we may get dragged off to Old Tom. Okay. Well, that was very honest. Um, so she's like <laughs> nods and she's like, oh, old home. W would you be able to take my father's report to this, this man, this uh, Beto Fresk, I believe? Uh, he looks around since nobody's there to say no. Of course. We'd we'll be happy to do that. Uh, it might be by way of killing, but uh, we will get there. <laughs> okay. We're on a quest for the queen and uh, Lady Falling Water. The Queen and Lady Falling Water. Wow. Um, yes, I, if you could. I, I talked to Scores last night, and it sounded like this report was very, very important to my father, and I would I would like it to get there, but there's so much to do here now, and we're shorthanded. Um, yes, please, if you could, I, I would greatly appreciate it. I will take it. Sweet. Dude, now this is the perfect opportunity to pull your coin out and show it to her. Yeah. Or lean in for a kiss. Like, that's your payment for taking this. Uh, no. Too soon? Don't do it. He's, he's, he's a, he actually, he's actually quite a bit awkward in that way. Oh, yeah, I oh, suppose. We couldn't tell. <laughs> 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 he, he, he was not raised with very many social norms for, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Human interaction. I suppose that would be a little odd. Um, so, anyone else doing anything when you wake up? Packing my gear up and on gumdrop. Uh, yeah, I'm maybe take a look around the house a little bit more if I can. Okay. Anyone else? 
Nothing? Well, I'm going to be, you know, attempting to talk to my colleagues about what our plans are going forward. We need to... All right. So you're making the rounds and trying Mm -hmm. to feel people's, you know, what they're they're planning for the day. Uh, So that makes sense. Uh, As you guys, uh, you know, the camp uh, and, you know, their compound starts to get back to normal and and people... uh, disappear into the house and barn and off uh, other places and some people return from the town from the partying that happened the night before and and you know they're uh, getting up to speed on what happened and seem very alarmed but as all this is going on a group of riders uh, comes uh, galloping up to the compound and uh, looks to be about um a half dozen or so, maybe 10 riders come, uh, come marching up and, um, they pull up and scores walks out of the house to greet them. And, uh, uh, they look at each other and, and there's a, one guy rides forward a little ways and he, you know, raises his hand and sort of a greeting and scores, you know, raises his hand and, and, uh, scores is like, uh, what, what, what's going on, Lamar? Why, why are you here? And, uh, the old guy is like, I, I heard that you had some trouble here last night, Scores. I thought I would grab some men and, and ride out. And Scores is, you know, they go back and forth for a while and Scores tells them, yes, it was very unusual. Gets them up to speed. Lamar seems a, a little shocked by this, you know, and he's taking it all in. Um, through the conversation, you get the, get the sense that this man is uh, somewhat important and might be like the local Lord, you know, uh, maybe mm. a, a sheriff or something. Um, but, uh, scores seems kind of, you know, contemptuous of them a little bit, like there's respect there, but he seems perturbed for some reason. And then finally you hear scores say, you know, I I thought you'd be taking your men north to join the queen by now, Lamar. Mm. And uh, the old man is like, I, I, I can't believe you've fallen for these rumor scores. Uh, there's no way that the kingdom's going to tear itself apart in a civil war. My own dearly departed wife was a Thordell from Harwin. There's, there's no way that people will start fighting. Uh, well... <laughs> Thora will butt in <laughs> and be like, "Oh no, there's already the fighting and the the killing and the and the uh, displacing of people, and it's already bad. It's already happening. Yeah, Endwall has already been sacked. Uh, what was the town that what the whole whole uh, whole town was fighting each other? I need to remember these names. Twalingford. Yeah. Yes, that was terrible. People wearing armbands and killing in the streets." Uh, uh, the, we fought at the ferry. The they were crossing. turning people away. You need to get out more. <laughs> you should have seen the cards we left behind. Uh, he he looks at you and he's he's taking all of this in and and he's like, you you saw this yourselves? Yes. Oh, yes. we've we've been fighting for yeah, our lives for uh, we've ridden through it. You ever heard of the pickled sprite? <laughs> yes, yes, I've stopped there quite often on okay. my on my way south. Not anymore. Drenched in blood. <laughs> They've shut down. Uh, bloodshed there too. 
he uh, he seems uh, he seems shocked, and uh, some of his men are kind of looking at each other, looking at each other, and and whispering to each other, and um, they seem like they're they're nodding. They're like, yeah, yeah, we knew it. You know, we need to go. And and uh, he's like, I I I don't know what to th- what to say. I I we just we just had that that man the other the other night. Uh, who who was he reporting to? And then someone leans over and talks to him. And he's like, oh yes, yes, uh, uh, a, a writer came in and and we we gave him, uh, we hosted him uh, two nights ago, I believe. Uh, he he said he was working with a Captain Larchwood and what ah. that he was sent to uh, let people know that the, the, there was a piece in the works. Uh, he's a liar. A piece by way of swords. and Larchwood. Works for Scornsby. You, you know of this Larchwood? Yes, I'm going to be killing him as soon as I find him. Oh, um, wow. I, I, I don't know what to say. We, we, we have much, much thinking to do. And, and then Scores is like, you know, you don't, you know, you are, you know, sworn to Lady Fallingwater. You need to report as she instructs. That is your duty, Lamar. And then he's like... You can see him kind of stealing himself up, and he's like, "Yeah, yes, yes, you're you're right, scores. Of course you are. You know, like we'll go and we'll prepare and we'll ride north. You know, uh, we will we will leave some men behind though for uh, to help you. Um, you know, if you need it, scores and scores. You know, nods and thanks him. And um, the old man looks at you uh, all, and and you know, kind of gives you a nice." respectful nod and uh, thank thank you uh for the information and, and setting me on the right path here i hope we run into each other again in the oncoming battle and then his men kind of you know yeah and if they you ride the, off if you reach the queen before we do tell her we're on our way okay and he waves to you and nods and and they ride off well that was a thing <laughs> This kingdom that is a mess. Just happened. It kind of is. So, do you want to settle this uh, voyage forward? We have a number of quests of vengeance <laughs> laid before us. Mm-hmm. We have a task and a perhaps a tidy profit at the end of Lady Fallingwater's quest for us. What did Lasso say this morning? Um, not too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seems to be some bad timing going on right now. Uh, I don't know. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. There was a little detail where the the plans, the, the 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 information from her father. I said we'd take it to the queen. Oh, good. So oh. we go I've to the right now. She wants there us to go. do that. Well, you know, uh, it's it is is you know it's a little incomplete though. I think we should get a little more in, information. No, it's not incomplete. You can't judge that. You're not a ranger like him. Was it in, this was written by Helig or this was just information he was carrying? No, this was written by him. Yeah, he wrote it. And this was important to him? Yes. Yes, according to scores, uh, he was 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 begging. Yeah, it was so important that he woke up from the mortal wounds and... Did you not? Were you not at the same conversation that I was? No, I was not. Yes, I got that. I know it's super important, but uh, we don't know what exactly is happening. I think that I think that the, you are 
losing the um, forest for the trees. <laughs> I think that if this is what Edward Halleck want, and if she thinks this is important with Lass, I think we should do this first. I don't think the orcs are going anywhere. Well, they 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 already went somewhere. But I they'll be there. Well, we don't know that. What if what if they what if they finish this project and there's like an invading force that comes through and then then you alone are not going to stop them. Well, what if we can stop them from finishing this project? And perhaps it would be best to notify the Queen and Lady Fallingwater of these plans so that they can determine that. Distance will give us clarity. If you rush headlong into yet another thing, we risk endangering several missions. Oh. I'm glad I had <laughs> time to sleep on it because I agree with the rest of the group. I think this, this is important to Helleg. This must be done first. We might get some support up at Old Home as well. Moreover, Kolsho, you have your own blood price you want from Larchwood. He's not going to be in the breach. Let us continue on our journey so that we can find your your vengeance and we will return to yours, Bjorn, someday. It'll happen. All right. Well, we should at least go through the little town and... Yes. We could well, follow... I mean, we're so close, we got to follow up on this note, this NW. Of course, now, is it that they were just sending it to the breach or yeah, is there anything to do with the little town here? Well, All right. I, I think we've got an explanation for what was happening mm-hmm. as far as the slavery. Okay. Yeah, I suppose but so. it seems like a bigger thing than... Yes, it's big. Fine. <laughs> we'll ride the old home. Reluctantly. Um, so you guys uh, are going to saddle up and get yeah. ready to go? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thanking your hosts. Leaving a good Yelp review. Um, Finally, I talk some sense into people. This is great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're very persuasive. I like it. Uh, so as as you're getting ready to leave, you know, Scores comes out and he thanks you and you see Steg and Haldrick and they come up to you. The kids are very happy and they are all petting Ajax and saying goodbye to him. And um, uh, But then Lassa comes out and she walks over to you, Bjorn, and uh, she hands you this odd uh, looking gauntlet. Um, it looks to be made out of leather and metal, um, and, uh, she hands it to you and she's, she's like, I, I have no use for this. And it it was obviously very, very important to my father. I'm sure he would want you to have it. And she gives you this weird gauntlet. It looks like it has kind of like runes etched in it. Um, but you, you recognize it. Yeah. He wore it. He did wear it. It's, uh, uh, Helig's ghost hand. That's what it is. That's where he got his nickname from. Thank you. I will make sure it gets good use. And look me up if you decide to come back and look for Zuna once your other business is done. It will be done before my death. Good. And then I'll, you know, reach out for a hug, but she's going to have to get <laughs> bent down. She bends way down and gives you a hug. And, and uh, look over to Cole Show and wink. 
<laughs> rude. So rude. <laughs> that just uh, happened. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he's clueless. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, you uh, you take possession of Helig's ghost hand Um, and what that does is uh, basically I'll have a little sheet for you to you know so you can map it out or you know figure out how to how to work it but it's a little large for you yeah it's uh, magical so it's just like an arm brace goes all the way up you want me to put it on my leg (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it will actually resize itself uh, to fit you and uh, it uh what it does is uh, any weapon that it uh, attunes to, um, uh, and it will take a, a long rest to do that, um, get gains a plus one. Oh, that's nice. And uh, your hand will uh, glow uh, and be somewhat transparent, as will the weapon that uh, you are wielding in it, uh, just for cool effect sure. purposes. Flare. Yeah, for flare and... Uh, and that's how he got the the nickname Ghost Hand because mm. his ghostly, like apparition like hand. And I'm a ghost wise halfling. Yeah, figured you'd you'd yeah. be into that. So, um, and uh, yeah, now you guys are all packed up and ready to ride on to Falling Water or back to Crowsbury. Do you want to go through town? Yeah, we'll go through town. Quick. Okay. So yeah, on. before we for right off, I'll walk over and say this. It was a pleasure meeting you, uh, my lady, and hopefully we will have a chance to get to know each other better when we return. <laughs> okay, so she uh, she looks at you <laughs> and and uh, says, "Ah, yes, I I hope that happens sooner rather than later, Cull Show." And she uh, reaches out and you know to shake your hand. Uh, I'll take her hand and and kiss it. Okay. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, she blushes a little bit, but doesn't seem displeased by it. So, uh, you are a, you know, handsome, handsome lad. So, uh, she, uh, just kind of nods and, and backs away with a little smile on her face and, and I will mount up, <laughs> throw wow, my hair back and fast, <laughs> look back and say, come dark star. We have work to do. Okay, oh, everybody, everybody hears you. Did you oil up star. this morning too? <laughs> no, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, people, people cringe when they hear Dark Star, and you know, you you continue on in your you know barbarian like way uh, back to town. So you guys ride back to town. Uh, the town's you know kind of busy. People are cleaning up after the big celebration and bonfire that they had last night. And uh, I don't know what you're going to do here. Honestly, just probably pass yeah, through. Just probably st- if they've got a little general store or something, maybe grab a little bit of food, some provisions for the road. And okay, I don't, I I think it'd be pretty quick. Just yeah, there there actually uh, appears to be um, you know some leftover food from the previous night, and people are just kind of you know coming and and it's being given out freely. So you ride up and. And there's a nice uh, uh, shopkeeper there that's, you know, just kind of giving out food and you gain, gain some bread and uh, meat and stuff like that. Some cheese. Cheese. Oh, it's good. Was yeah, cheese. I was like, like, you know, some bread and flour. And anyway, I'll kind of go through okay. a little shopping list. <laughs> okay. So you go through Crowsbury and you're headed back to the main 
caravan route, correct? Yes. And on to Falling Water. On to Falling Water. That's the plan. Awesome. Well, that seems like a good place to stop this episode then. So much talking. Wasn't there a lot of talking? I'm afraid there'll be more talking before you... didn't get you... the swinger sword at all. Not yeah. at all. Which oh, means true. you didn't roll poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. Now it's all Cheap reset shot. for next episode, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, thanks a lot. You guys learned a lot, made some new friends, uh, especially Cole Show there at the end. And uh, we'll see you guys. By no skill of his own. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he worked it a little bit, <laughs> you know, the, the shake of hands, you know, oh, to yeah, that always kissing the hand. Uh-huh. That, yeah. I do that yeah. all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks you guys. We'll see you next week. Next all right. time. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.